0: Good afternoon. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome Um, and thank you for joining me for the next two chapters in Well Done Secret Seven. Maybe this first chapter today is the chapter that all the adventures start. Who knows? (laughs) Right, chapter seven is called Windy Woods at Night. Ooh, scary. So it wasn't until Colin was undressing for bed that night that he suddenly remembered the Book of Ships. Where was it? Then... Oh my goodness, with a shock he knew, he had left it in the treehouse hole. How dreadful! Suppose that mischievous squirrel found it and tore the pages or nibbled at them. Suppose a storm came and blew rain into the hole and spoilt the book. How angry Janet's father would be! Colin dressed hurriedly again. He must go and get the book. But he had reckoned without his family. They seemed to be continually moving about the house that night, running upstairs, standing in the hall, going in and out of the garden. It was maddening. Colin sat by his window till half past ten. Would his tiresome family never, never go to bed? Oh, that sounded like Granny coming upstairs. It wasn't until eleven o'clock that Colin felt it was safe to slip out of the house. He got safely out into the garden and jumped when an owl hooted suddenly. He stopped. Would he know the way to the tree in the dark? It was almost dark now, and in the wood it would be pitch black. Colin felt a nasty little stab of fear. It wouldn't really be very nice in windy woods at night. Suppose he missed the way, didn't find the tree and got lost. He really would feel an awful idiot, and his mother would be worried and cross he had to pass peter's farm on the way he wondered if peter was awake if he was he would go with him he was sure he stepped into peter's garden and made his way quietly to the farmhouse he knew where peter's bedroom was the farmhouse was in complete darkness everyone was in bed Colin took up a few small pebbles and threw one carefully at Peter's window. It fell back again. Colin threw another, waiting for it to hit the window. But it didn't. The window was open and the pebble flew straight through the window, straight inside the bedroom and hit Peter neatly on the cheek as he slept peacefully in bed. He woke up with a jump, sat up and stared crossly around the dark room. He rubbed his cheek, wondering what had happened. Another pebble came in at the window and hit the wall. "'What? Somebody's throwing stones,' said Peter to himself. And he went cautiously to the window. He made out someone standing below. "'Who is it?' whispered loudly whispered Peter as loudly as he could without making too much noise. "'Yes, it's me, Colin, came a whisper from below. Peter, listen, I've left your father's book in the tree house in the cubby hole. I simply must get it. Will you come with me? Oh yes, said Peter, thrilled at the idea of going into Windy Woods at night and climbing up into the tree house. It'd be quite an adventure. Lovely He slipped on a jersey and a pair of shorts and shinned down the tree that grew obligingly right outside his window. In a moment, he and Colin were slipping down the path like shadows. Colin felt perfectly brave the moment that Peter was with him. I was afraid I might not find the tree, he whispered as they padded along. You're so good at finding your way and I thought you'd know it even in the dark. Yes, I shall, said Peter, but anyway, I've brought a torch with me. This is fun, isn't it? (laughs) They came to Windy Woods, which were quiet that night. Very little wind was about, and the trees made hardly any noise. An owl hooted again and made both boys jump. Glad I'm not a mouse, said Peter. I should be scared stiff of an owl's hoot. They came to their tree. Peter went up first, shining the torch down now and again for Colin, who found it difficult to climb in the dark. At last they came to the platform, looked "'queer and desolate in the light of Peter's torch. "'Now to get the book,' said Colin, and he shone the torch in at the hole. "'He gave a sudden exclamation. "'I say, someone's been here again. "'Everything is topsy-turvy and muddled up, "'as if someone's been hunting for something. "'Food, probably.' "'Well, we didn't leave much,' said Peter.' Blow, it can't be that squirrel. It must be someone who's de- discovered our tree house. Is your book there? Oh, Yes, thank goodness, said Colin. Peter, who comes here? It's maddening. Can't think, said Peter. And then he heard a sound that astonished him. It was a very small sound indeed, and it came from somewhere in the tree. Did you hear that? whispered Peter. It sounded like a tiny meow, but there can't be a cat up here. He swung his torch round and about to see if he could find a hidden cat. And then he suddenly clutched Colin and pointed silently. In the light of his torch was a pair of bare feet. Someone... Someone was sitting silently on a branch above them, his feet showing in the torchlight. Who could he be? Chapter 8. Someone in the treehouse. Peter suddenly made a grab. For the two bare feet and caught hold of them there was a yell and the feet began to kick out but peter held them tightly you come on down he said angrily who are you how dare you come to our tree house and mess our things up come on down let me go said a boy's voice and then there came a meowing noise again and to the two boys' surprise, a small kitten leapt down to a nearby branch and stared at Peter and Colin with wide-open green eyes. A kitten, said Colin, it must be that boy with the kitten. He did come back after all. Don't pull me, don't pull me, called the boy on the bough above. I'm slipping. Peter let go of his feet. Come on down then and don't play the fool because we're two to one, he said. The feet came down lower, than the legs, and then a thin body. Then came the whole boy, looking scared and white of face. Sit down, ordered Peter. Don't move. Now you just tell us what you're doing in our tree. The boy sat down. He looked up at them sulkily. He was thin and pale, and his hair wanted cutting. ''I only came here to hide,'' he said. ''I've not done any harm, except to take a few biscuits last night. ''But if you'd been as hungry as I was, you'd have taken them too.'' ''What are you hiding from?'' asked Colin. ''Have you run away from home or something?'' ''I shan't tell you anything,'' said the boy. ''You might tell the police.'' ''We shan't?'' said Colin. ''Well, at least not if we can help it. ''Why should we tell the police anyhow?'' The kitten crept quietly back to the boy and cuddled into his coat. Colin and Peter saw that it had a bleeding leg. The boy put up his hand and stroked it gently. It began to purr. Both Colin and Peter suddenly felt certain that the boy couldn't be terribly bad because he so obviously loved the kitten and the kitten trusted him. They stared at the sullen boy. Go on, tell us, said Peter, keeping the light of his torch full on the the boy. We might be able to help you. Will you let me stay here at night, asked the boy, in case they find me. They know I'm somewhere in Windy Woods. Who? asked Peter. Tell us everything. What's your name to begin with? Jeff, said the boy, still stroking the kitten. It all began... When my mother went to hospital, I lived with her. My dad's dead, so there's only us two. But when mum was taken to hospital, I was sent to my uncle Harry and Aunt Lizzie. Well, go on, said Peter. Why did you run away? I stayed there a week, said Jeff. and my mother didn't come out of hospital and nobody would tell me anything. Suppose she never came out. What was I to do? All I had was my kitten. Well, wouldn't your uncle and aunt have looked after you? asked Peter. (sighs) I didn't want them to, said Jeff. They're bad. My mother always said so, and she knew. They've got bad friends and do bad things. What do they do? asked Peter. Oh, steal and... Worse things, said Jeff. They were all right to me. I mean, they gave me food and my aunt mended some of my clothes, but they were cruel to my kitten. Colin and Peter stared at Jeff in sympathy. Peter knew how he would have felt if someone had been unkind to Scamper. Did did they hurt the kitten's leg where it's bleeding, he asked. Jeff nodded. "'Yes, Uncle kicked at it. "'It's not so bad now, but it was very bad at first. "'So that day I ran away and took the kitten with me. "'I hid in an empty house first, but they came after me. "'And then I came to this wood and guessed you were up this tree "'when your dog barked. "'So when you'd gone, I climbed up.' "'I see,' said Peter, "'and ate our biscuits and chocolate. "'But why are your Uncle and Aunt bothering about you?' They know you can go back when you want to. It is isn't said Jeff. It's my uncle and his friend, Mr Tizer. They're afraid I know too much. Too much about what? asked Colin. I used to sleep in the sitting room, explained Jeff. And one night I heard them talking about some plan they were making. I just heard a a few things... "'but I couldn't make head or tail of them. "'I turned over to get more comfortable "'and my uncle jumped up and accused me of listening. "'Ah, and now that you've run away, "'they're afraid you'll tell someone what you heard,' said Colin. "'Did you hear much?' "'No, nothing to make any sense,' said Jeff. "'But they don't believe that and they're after me. "'I saw Mr Tizer in the woods today with his dog. "'They're hunting me and I'm scared.' That's where I came up to your tree house. Can't I stay? Yes, you stay here for the night, said Peter. Get out the cushions, make yourself comfortable, and tomorrow we'll all come and think what to do. Don't you worry. The Secret Seven will put things right. Oh, um, so I wonder what his uncle and his uncle's friend are planning. Sounds interesting. Sounds a bit like it could be the start of an adventure. Ooh. (laughs) So, um, tomorrow we'll find out more in Chapter 9 and Chapter 10. So, until then, make sure that... You take care and stay safe and I will see you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.